Losing a pregnancy is so, so common, but it's rarely spoken about, especially if it happens in your teens or early 20s. And for people who go through it, you can feel so many things, guilt, confusion, shame, or even relief. But because we don't talk about it, there's still a lot of misinformation out there. And what you're going through can feel really isolating. Nat Tenchich here. And for this episode, we're clearing up any misconceptions out there when it comes to miscarriages. And we'll also find out what's happening in your body when you miscarry, why it happens, and how to deal with it. Like I said, there's a lot of confusion when it comes to this. You might not realize what has happened or why. And it can also be super isolating because no one really wants to talk about it. It's so hush-hush and taboo, and you might not feel like you have anyone to talk to, but you can always talk to us. Leah did just that. She reached out on Instagram because she lost a pregnancy she wasn't planning for and found it hard to deal with the mixed emotions she was feeling. She wanted to know she wasn't the only one. So here's what happened. And look, just a warning, it gets a little graphic. And also a heads up that if this story does bring up any tough feelings for you, we've got some numbers you can reach out to in our show notes. So I started seeing a guy and it was nothing nothing serious. And he told me that um, to be on hormonal contraception was something very important for him. So I went down that road and started using the ring, actually, hormonal ring. And it was all well and good. And then... I started getting some bleeding on it actually and got some of the most intense pain that I've ever had in my life, like abdominal cramps and and uterus. And I didn't really know what was going on for about a full weekend. And I used a menstrual cup and I was emptying it in the shower like normal. And there was about the size of my palm, a cluster of tissue, I guess. And I looked at it and I could pick it up and hold it and wash it off and it was so different to any normal blood clots that I'd ever experienced and kind of looked at it and thought, I hope this isn't what I think it is. Like, did I just have a miscarriage without even knowing that I was pregnant? First of all, that's like a really intense thing to happen. Did you go to a doctor and and talk about it? Yeah, I I went to the doctor and as soon as I explained that, tissue that I saw she said straight away that that was a miscarriage. How did the miscarriage like feel in your body like how did you feel emotionally afterwards like tell me about how you were feeling? Yes there was a few times that I did question whether I was pregnant like my boobs were getting bigger and I felt like a bit more like fluidy and I'd done some pregnancy tests and they're all negative And I was like, no, it's just in your head. Like, it must just be going on to contraception. It has these side effects. And I guess the the aftermath was this weird, like, I want kids one day, but I definitely don't want them now. And I didn't want them with the person that I was seeing. But there's this whole element of I've failed and I've failed. My body's failed. And I did this to what could have been a baby and... Just, I felt a real disconnect from my body, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Did you tell your, your partner about it? I did and I got very 
a very supportive response at first in that initial phase and then sort of later down the track he kind of thought that I'd made it up and I ended up showing him the photos that I sent to my best friend to sort of have to prove myself. I think he just didn't believe that it had actually happened and kept trying to tell me that it was just blood clots and it's just, I've researched, just normal. And I was like, no, I've, you know, I've been having periods for many years and I know that this is not a blood clot. Yeah. And how did that feel when he didn't trust what you were saying? It was just disbelief. <laughs> like, mm. Yeah. Yeah, because that would have been like a rough thing to be going through and be having that coming from him as well. Yeah, massively. How are you doing now? I think the hard thing was talking about it with people. It's a very not talked about subject and the fact that when you do talk about it, it's, it's often with women who really want children and miscarriages are massive grief, um, whereas for me there was some sense of relief and grief mixed together and I think the challenge for me now is that there are triggers when I I am seeing someone new and different now and you know bring that up that there is that real fear now that you know what if I do get pregnant or what if in the future when we do want to have kids that I have more miscarriages yeah you reached out to the hookup because we need to be talking about it more. Um, what would you say about like your experience in terms of like opening up this conversation? Like, what what do you think should be said? I think the challenge is is it's like it's an uncomfortable subject, and we have that sort of rule when when women who are trying for a baby, there's the twelve week rule because you might miscarriage. Because we have that unspoken rule, the social etiquette that when stuff does happen before that, it's not as talked about. And I guess acknowledging that it is a very private topic for some people, but for me, I, I really like to talk things out and every everyone responds different. So I was trying to find people to confide in and found other people who'd had miscarriages and some people, oh, no, nah, it didn't really affect me and other people, well, everyone just has a really different story. And I think just being open and Actually, the best thing that helped me was when people just said, I'm really sorry for your loss. And look, if this is something that has happened to you, I'm really sorry for your loss. No matter what situation you were in or what kind of feelings you had about it, they are completely valid. And I want you to know that you're seen, you're heard and you're felt. We're here for you. So before we get into how to deal with some of those emotions and how to best support someone going through a miscarriage, I want to know how do they happen and how common are they actually? Obstetrician and gynecologist Dr. Charlotte Elder says there's a variety of things that cause miscarriages, but the majority of the time it's caused by something that we have absolutely no control over. Far and away, the majority of miscarriages, so sort of around about 90% of them, are caused by when the sperm and the egg meet, they have the wrong amount of DNA. So they've either got a bit of extra DNA or a bit of DNA missing. And just like if you were building a house and you had, you know, a page of the plans missing, you wouldn't be able to build the house right. Or if you had an extra, you know, sheet from next door that had been shoved in there as well, the house wouldn't work out. And so it's, I suppose, nature's way of saying, look, this is not going to be a healthy, a healthy baby, so we'll just stop it now. But it's um it's unfortunately pretty common in humans, which is um you know which is a, a huge bummer and really really sad for people. 
Yeah. Well, how common? How common is it? So it depends a little bit on how you define pregnancy and where you read about it, but somewhere between one in four and one in ten pregnancies will end in miscarriage. It's more common at extremes of reproductive age, so um, for younger teenagers or for people in their forties, and less common in the in the age ranges in between. So sort of the prime time for your body to have a baby is actually probably between twenty five and thirty five. That's when you really your body's really on its game. Um, so they're a bit less common in that age group, but overall pretty common. Mm, yeah, and, and we heard um, we heard Leah's story just there, um, and she, you know, be- believes that her the like going on hormonal contraception was, uh, you know, might have been a factor um, in what happened to her. Can hormonal contraception cause you to miscarry? Like. Can it contribute? No, it doesn't really. It doesn't really work like that, which is which is good. So you know, I really don't want Leah to feel guilty about the miscarriage. Unfortunately, guilt is a really common emotion that people have after having a miscarriage. But I don't. I don't think she has any reason to feel any guilt, which is which is good and hopefully a bit comforting for her. We know that um, some hormonal contraceptions can be used like the morning after pill, um, so it can stop you getting pregnant. We don't recommend that. The morning after pill is actually better because using hormonal contraception can make you puke um, which is obviously not very nice but but it can work as the morning after pill but in terms of once a pregnancy started a pregnancy that started will either keep going or it won't keep going the hormones that are in hormonal contraception estrogens and progestogens the levels of those in your body when you're pregnant are so sky high that taking a tablet's not going to not going to make any difference or using the ring which is the same dose as um as the the contraceptive pill are there other kind of um, external factors apart from, you know, because we were talking about the fact that it's um, generally the genetic information kind of issue, are there other mm-hmm. external factors that can influence a miscarriage? There's a few other things. So sometimes if someone has a uterus, which is an abnormal shape, um, so a heart-shaped uterus or a separate uterus, some people can have two uteruses or have a uterus that's almost in half. And if the pregnancy sticks on the middle bit of the uterus, the blood flow is not as good. And so it's a bit more likely to be a miscarriage than if it's stuck on the outside bit of the uterus where the blood flow is better. And there are some medications that can cause miscarriages. There are some drugs that can cause miscarriages, primarily um, cocaine, but other drugs tend not to. So alcohol and other drugs, whilst I'm not recommending them they tend not to cause tend not to cause miscarriages and there's also medication you can take to to cause a miscarriage which is a a medical termination pregnancy or medical abortion those tablets are relatively hard to get so you need a prescription to get them so they're not the sort of thing you're going to take by mistake things you can buy over the counter at the chemist don't cause miscarriages but how do you know if it's if it actually has happened to you so there's a few different ways. The, the most common way is either to have an ultrasound scan and um, be told that the scan shows a miscarriage or to, to start bleeding in pregnancy. Although interestingly enough, you can actually bleed a lot in pregnancy and have a pregnancy that keeps going, or you can bleed not at all and have a pregnancy that um, that is a miscarriage. So the amount of bleeding doesn't necessarily fit with what's going on, which is why it's really important to see a doctor who deals with uh, with miscarriages, who can who can look after you? That's really great. When is a miscarriage most likely to happen? 
So most miscarriages happen before eight weeks of pregnancy and then some of them will happen between eight and 12 weeks and very rarely they'll happen between 12 weeks and 20 weeks. Um, Charlotte, what are some kind of the myths and misconceptions around miscarriage? Like what sort of misinformation is out there that might lead people to believe that they caused their own? So there's a few things. One is that I think there's quite a few guidelines or rules or um, suggestions for things to do or not do during pregnancy. For example, not drinking alcohol, not having really hot baths once your pregnancy's uh, progressed a bit, not eating um, soft cheeses, not eating deli meats. None of those things will cause miscarriages. Whilst hot baths will make you feel pretty miserable in pregnancy because your blood pressure is low, they're not going to actually cause a miscarriage. They might make you puke again, sorts of stuff that makes you puke, but um, they're, they're not going to cause a miscarriage. And I think people often will, you know, break one of these pregnancy rules, especially in early pregnancy, maybe before they knew they were pregnant or when they were just weren't sure whether it was, whether it was actually happening, and then they'll feel guilty that they've, they've done something wrong. And it's hard, I think, also because people don't talk about it a lot. Um, And I know why people don't talk about it because it's something that's so intensely personal and so important that it can be hard to find the words and hard to talk about it. I think the other thing is that uh, in movies and TV shows and things, often miscarriages happen when someone is a bit ambivalent about the pregnancy and is contemplating having an abortion and then the miscarriage is a really good plot device to kind of get them out of the pregnancy. I refer to it with my patients as home and away syndrome. And um, and I think that's um, that's something that kind of has stuck with people that, you know, it's, it's, it's actually relatively common for people to think about whether they want to con- continue a pregnancy that's a surprise. And that's fine. Going through that is, you know, is part of part of life and that's that's really okay and if you have those those thoughts about being ambivalent about pregnancy it doesn't it doesn't in any way stop the pregnancy from progressing but on telly it it does (laughs) um the the other thing is in old movies people often would drink a bottle of gin and have a hot bath and go for a horse ride um, and then have a miscarriage and that's not a thing so um while i'm not advocating drinking a bottle of gin you can horse ride all you like and you can and have hot baths in early pregnancy um, and it's not going to cause any problems. Yeah, I think that is so important to hear. Like Charlotte said, heaps of the guilt comes from feeling like it's something that you did. But most of the time, it's just that the sperm or the egg have the wrong amount of DNA or it doesn't match up properly. So it's really not your fault. Like you heard from Leah, having a miscarriage can be a really hard experience to go through especially when you didn't know you were pregnant. Sarah got in touch because she went through a similar experience, except when she was 15, and it happened to her, and she ended up in hospital. I found out that I was pregnant the day before. Um, I was about eight weeks along. found out and then was in a lot of pain, so my mum took me to the hospital. It turned out I was having an ectopic pregnancy and then ended up actually miscarrying a few days later. But while I was miscarrying they put me in hospital for monitoring and they put me in the maternity ward next to a lady who just had a baby oh how was that like how did that feel horrible um i'm losing a 15 mind you i'm still a baby losing a baby in a bed next to a newborn baby that wasn't mine my mother said like this isn't fair to her can you put her somewhere else they put me in the pediatric unit oh my god with children and babies (laughs) That's oh my god, Sarah! I'm so sorry. And yeah. what? How? What? What were you kind of like going through and feeling after this happened? Well, 
I, I was trying to process the fact that I was pregnant for starters because it all happened so fast and I was so, so young. I'm 21 now and I still look back and I think, how did that even... I still haven't wrapped my head around it. Like, I couldn't process it and grieve it long enough while I was in a room with babies and children and it was horrible. Yeah. Oh, Sarah, I'm so sorry, but are you doing okay now? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually um, starting to plan a family of my own now. That's good. At a better age. My heart goes out to Sarah. That is so scary. Like, seriously an intense thing to go through at 15 or at any age. So if you have experienced a miscarriage and it's brought up a lot of emotions for you, maybe it still does when you think about it like it does for Leah, what are some of the ways you can deal with that? And if you're a partner, what's the best way you can support each other? Dr. Juliana Loming is a perinatal psychiatrist at the Royal Women's Hospital in Melbourne and says it can come as a shock to many people, but the experience is different for everyone. It's a really personal journey. For any woman of any age, a miscarriage is intensely um, distressing and comes as a shock to many women. It's good that you're doing this program to hear what women are experiencing and to actually allow us to freely talk about this and share our experiences and actually to normalise some of these experiences that women go through. Well, yeah, because, um, you know, moving into this topic, like it feel, it always felt really taboo, like something we don't really talk about or don't feel like we can talk about. Juliana, like, do you have insight into where that really stems from? Yeah, well, I think from my clinical experience of seeing women, you know, miscarrying and losing babies of kind of different gestation or pregnancy, women, you know, own a lot of these um, experiences they have when they're pregnant, whether they know it or don't know it, because um, women are, you know, the... um, the gender that carries the baby, we are the um, we are the gender that has the uterus. So we own a lot of that responsibility of carrying a child. So when our body fails to carry a, a, a child that's life, we own that responsibility very deeply, whether or not we actually intend to fall pregnant. So I think there's always a lot of women describe a lot of shame, a lot of guilt about how their body has, I guess, not been able to carry a baby in a healthy way. And also just the sense that they're quite alone when they're experiencing this, when they have a miscarriage that perhaps um, they can't share the story with other people. Perhaps the miscarriage is considered as a sort of a, almost like a benign event because miscarriage, miscarriages are so common. And sort of knowing where to be able to talk about this and share about this is very, very difficult for women. I do want to make a point too that, um, you know, trans and non-binary people can experience um, miscarriages as well. And I feel Correct. culturally too, like that that's an even more difficult thing, I suppose, to, to wrap yeah. your head around because there are different expectations there too. Yes, um, yes we could, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, Juliana, why, like, why do people often feel like they are at, at fault here? Like, you know, when, when we've really established, um, as Charlotte was saying, that they're not. I think partly it's to do with, I guess, just understanding the signs and the education around our body and the biology of our body. I, I don't think that's, I guess, commonly spoken about. We don't normally go to our GP to talk about 
reproductive things all the time until we're ready to have children. So for I think for a lot of young women, it's not a common topic that we approach with our doctors or our healthcare providers. Um, so Julia's texted in here and said, I had a miscarriage early this year and I hadn't known I was pregnant until I started having scary symptoms. I would definitely have terminated had the pregnancy continued, but the miscarriage itself was painful and traumatic and I had a lot of grief surrounding it. I feel like there's no space for my grief in um, amongst women who have lost very wanted pregnancies, which is a tricky spot to be in. Mm-hmm. And I think, Juliana, that Julia is in really the same spot that Leah was yes. Um, yes, in the is, sense yeah. that she didn't mm-hmm. really want to keep this, this um, pregnancy going, but now that it's ended, you have these really mixed feelings. Yeah. How do you deal with that? I think that it's actually important to acknowledge those feelings and you know we we often have these expectations about how our body will respond to what's happening around us and you know when you're not expecting to fall pregnant and it's an unwanted pregnancy you know with there's this kind of cultural and society expectations that you'll be fine and you cook fine and that you will be you won't be sad about it but in actual fact I think it is such a complex scenario your body goes through so many different changes with the hormones and you know, and your body changes when you fall pregnant. And emotionally, women feel different when they're pregnant as well. And I think that, you know, it is quite quite expected to have some mixed emotions. Everybody feels very, very different. And I think, you know, we each need to allow ourselves to be able to experience a pregnancy in our own way and not to be judgmental towards ourselves and to really kind of work through those feelings that we're getting. And it sounds like person who called in obviously had some grief in terms of her pregnancy, even though it was unexpected and she felt perhaps a bit connected to the pregnancy that she had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, On the text line, uh, someone here says, like Sarah, I miscarried at 26 weeks and had to give birth to a stillborn and then was put straight into the maternity ward with all these women enjoying their new healthy babies. It made the whole nightmare even worse. Mm. I'm so sorry that that's happening. Um, But Josh has a really important question here on the text line. Uh, He says, my partner and I have lost two babies, um, hardest in the 12 weeks. It's, It's been so hard, but sticking with your partner and supporting them is the only way through. And Casey says, as a partner of someone who's experienced multiple miscarriages, I know it's a really important topic to talk about. People need to know how common they are and the heartache that follows. I know I hadn't paid that much attention until her experiences came to pass. So Juliana, it leads me to ask, like, how can you be a good supportive um, partner in this situation? Um, mm-hmm. You know, because, like, presumably you might be going through your own sort of grief with it too or lots of complicated feelings there. So mm. what can you best do as a partner in this situation? I think, you know, everyone deals with it very differently and I think it's helpful for partners and friends and families to be able to, you know, really openly talk about it and be able to acknowledge that, you know, you have been pregnant and you have lost a baby and that there is space to to talk about it, that we don't hide it or it doesn't become a sort of taboo and that it's not a, an, a non-event because I think it's, it's, it's so real, you know, you feel it so physically and you get all the emotional impact afterwards and allowing, you know, the person who's carried the baby to have space to talk about it in the way they want to talk about it the way they want to express it, giving them the space and time. And everybody deals with grief so differently. And some people want to talk about it. Some people, you know, just want to have someone there with them to be with them. Um, But the acknowledgement and the validation of the the fact that it's happened and what the woman experiences is incredibly important. I think, 
you know, a lot of family and friends are scared of grief. You know, we're scared of losses and we feel really helpless and we feel like we don't know what to do and that everything we say will be wrong and we're just going to upset the person even more. But I actually think it's the opposite. I think being there, being present, even if you don't say anything to your, you know, to your loved one, just being available, present is incredibly powerful. And just being able to say, look, there's anything that you need, this is, you know, and validating that it's really awful and it's such an awful thing to happen to you. And I feel for you. And there's anything I can do or we can talk and I can we can go for a walk. All those little things that we do as family and friends is actually really important. And and just being, I guess, um, being brave with the grief. I think people are scared of it, you know, it's such a scary thing. And because I think we're scared of grief. We just don't come naturally to being able to, to manage it. And so we all have to be quite brave about it and, and be there for the love for our loved ones. Absolutely. And that also means to the partners of people who've experienced the miscarriage as well, it can be a really tough time for them too. So we also see you. And we hope you feel seen because we've spent a bit of time talking about this. It doesn't have to be scary and it doesn't have to be a thing that is so hush-hush that we never really talk. We can always talk. That's what the hookup's for. Thank you so much to everyone who shared their stories and got in touch with us on Instagram. We love, love, love hearing from you. And we're so glad we can help with any issue you have, whether it's to do with love or dating or sex. DM us at Triple J The Hookup or shoot us an email, thehookup at abc.net.au.